The focus of this parak, this chapter, is the tsaras of a house, and more specifically, the mishnayis that we are in the middle of talk about the impurity of the stones that come from a house that had tsaras on it, even after the house is demolished. The stones and the other parts of the house are still considered to be impure and sources of impurity. In the same way as a mitsuira, a person who has tsaras on him is a source of impurity. And just like a dead body has a unique way of transferring its impurity such that even if it doesn't touch or it isn't carried by another person, if it's underneath the same roof as another person or another item, it will transfer its impurity by the mere fact that it is underneath the same roof as the other item or the other person. And it is learnt out of Pesukim that a Mitsuya also trans- that his impurity is transferred to any person or any item who is underneath the same roof as the Mitsuya. However, there is a very important difference between a Mitsuya and a dead body. The Torah says with regards to a Mitsuya that which literally is translated his dwelling place, he will live outside of the camp, outside of the city for at least the seven days that he is awaiting another examination, or when he has definitely got Sara'as. And the term Moshev means a place where he is living, and it also means to sit. The idea being that a Moshev is somewhere where a person is somewhat fixed. And it is learned from there that only if a Mitsuira is still, which means that he is in a somewhat of a fixed state, only then does that entire room or the entire area underneath that roof receive the status of being considered the dwelling place of the Mitsuya, and then anything underneath that same roof will become Tome. And because of that, if there is a Mitsuya standing still underneath a tree, the tree is forming a roof over a certain area, with all of its branches and leaves, and a person who is until this point pure passes underneath that tree. So he passes underneath the same roof as where the Mitsuya is situated. Tome, the person becomes Tome, because since the Mitsuya is still, that entire area underneath that roof is considered to be the dwelling place of the Mitsuya, this place where the Mitsuya is fixed, at least to a certain extent, and therefore anything which comes underneath that roof will become Tome. On the other hand, Hatohar Oimetachasa Ilan. If somebody who was pure is standing underneath a tree, the Hatome Oiver, and the impure person, who is a Matsuira, passes underneath that tree, but he's not still. So even though there was a moment that he was underneath the exact same roof as the other person, nevertheless, that area didn't receive the status of the Moshev of a Matsuira, of the dwelling place, the place where the Matsuira is fixed, and therefore Tohar that other person will remain pure. In Omad, however, if the Mitsuya stood still, even for a moment, while he was passing underneath the tree, then Tome, the other person, will immediately become Tome, because as soon as he is still, even for a moment, that entire area becomes the Moshev, the fixed place of the Mitsuya. The place where the Mitsuya is in a position where he is fixed, as opposed to being mobile. Continues the Mishnah, the chain be'evin hamnugas, the same applies to a stone that comes from a house that had sara'as. It is also a source of impurity to end towards anything else that's underneath the same roof as it, but also only if it is still. So if somebody is carrying the stone and he is not still even for a moment, then the impurity will not be transferred. And it's interesting because in terms of the stone, the stone is still in the person's hand. The stone is not moving itself. 
In relation to the person's hand, the stone is technically still. However, since physically speaking the stone is moving together with the person, it is considered to be in a state of movement, and therefore it would not transfer its impurity to the other items which are underneath the same roof. However, if the person who is carrying the stone placed it down even for a moment, Underneath the tree, then Harry's a Tome, anything underneath that same roof, that same tree, will become Tome. A person who is pure, who brings in his head and the majority of his body into a house that is impure because of the tsaras that the house has, Nitmo, the person becomes Tome. The Torah talks about Habo el somebody who comes into the house. And it's considered to be that he has entered into the house once his, the majority of his body with his head have entered into that house. Likewise, the Tomei Shehechnis Roshavrubalavais Tohar, an impure person who has Tsaras himself, once his head and the majority of his body enter into a house which until now was pure, Tim Ohu, he would make anything inside of that house impure. Because again, that's the amount of his body that he needs to bring in for it to be considered that he has entered into that house. Now, with regards to an item of clothing, if the majority of an item of clothing or of a small cloth is brought into a house, that would also be considered as if the entire item has been brought into the house, and it would make anything underneath that same roof and in that same house tome. And the same goes for the opposite way around. If it's a pure item of clothing that enters into a house that has tsaras, and therefore we're talking about the item of clothing becoming tome, from the point that the majority of it has entered into the house, then it would become tome. The Mishnah adds that not only that, but there's also another way of considering a significant enough amount of that item of clothing to have entered, that it's considered almost as if the entire item has entered into the house, and therefore either it would become tome or it would make the house tome. And that is, we have learned that the minimum size that the item of clothing needs to be is three by three finger breadths. Now this is a significant amount in and of itself, and therefore a pure cloak or item of clothing, which is much larger than that, but if as soon as even a part of that item of clothing, a part of that cloak, even three by three finger breadths of it, has entered into a house that has tsara'as, that is considered to be a significant amount, and therefore nitma'a, the entire cloak will have become tome. And likewise, we'd go the other way around. If a cloak that has tsaras, if only that amount enters into a house, the, anything under, in, in that house would become tome. Now, the Mishnah adds a third way that a significant amount would have entered into the house, such that even if it is not the majority, and even if it's smaller than three by three finger breadths, it is still considered to be significant. And that is, a cloak that is tome because it has tsaras on it, as soon as a kazayis of it enters into a house that is pure, the size of an olive, timatu, it makes anything in that house impure. If, for example, it's a very thick cloak, then it could be that in an area of even less than three by three finger breadths, there is a kazayis of the cloak. That is also considered to be a significant amount, just like with regards to a dead body, that is the amount that is considered to be significant for it to transfer its impurity onwards. And as we have learned, a Matsuira is compared to a dead body, and therefore many of the laws are learnt from there. So to summarize, if one of the three following conditions are fulfilled, then it's considered to be that the item of clothing has entered into the house, such that if the item of clothing has tsaras, it will make anything under in that house tome, and if the house has tsaras, 
then the item of clothing will become tome, either if the majority of the item of clothing enters into the house, or if an amount of that item of clothing with those three by three finger breadths enters into the house, or if an amount that is a kazais, the size of an olive, the volume of an olive, enters into that house. One of these three are required for it to be considered to have entered into the house. Mr. Test, the laws of a baisamanuga, a house that has tsaras in it, continue. The Torah says that when a person enters into a baisamanuga, he becomes tome until the evening. He'll need to go to the mikveh in order to purify himself. That is to say, he needs to immerse himself fully in a collection of natural water. But the Torah implies that only he becomes Tomei. And then the Torah continues and says, V'ha'oichel, one who eats inside of a Baisamanuga, he needs to wash his clothes, meaning he needs to dip his clothes into a mikveh as well, in order to purify them. And the simple implication of the Pasuk is that one who eats inside of a Baisamanuga, not only does he become Tomei, but also his clothes become Tomei. So first of all, when the Torah talks about eating, it does not literally mean he needs to eat. It means that he needs to be in the house for enough time that he can eat. He can eat a minimal meal. And the way that the psukim are to be understood is that if he is there for a shorter amount of time than that, then only the person himself will become Tomei. Whereas if he remains there for a long enough time that he could eat a meal, then his clothes will also become Tomei. Now, as we have seen, not only a person who enters into a Baisamanuga becomes Tomei. Any item that could become Tomei that enters into a Baisamanuga will become Tomei. And if that's the case, then it requires explanation. What does it mean that the clothes that the person is wearing don't become Tomei? The clothes at the end of the day entered into the house. The answer is, it's true. If somebody were to be holding clothes in his hand, just like any item that a person is holding and he brings into a Baisamanuga, they will become Tomei. However, if what is under discussion is the clothes that the person is wearing, so then the clothes are considered to be totally secondary to the person himself. And we don't view it as clothes having entered into that house. A person wearing the clothes entered into the house. And here we're discussing the extent of the person's impurity. And automatically there there is room for the Torah to say that if he remains there for a short amount of time, only the person becomes Tomei. Whereas if he is there for a longer amount of time, then the person's impurity is severe to an extent that even the clothes that he is wearing will become Tomei. Begins the Mishnah. If somebody enters into a Baisamanuga, a house that has Tsaras on it, and his clothes are on his shoulder. He's not wearing them, he's carrying them on his shoulder. The sandolov, and his sandals, his shoes, and his rings are in his hands. He's holding them, but he is not wearing them. In that case, who both he and his clothes will become Tomei immediately. Because he's not wearing them, in which case we view them in and of themselves. So just like any item and any person who enters into a Baisamanuga, they become Tomei immediately. Her lovush bekelov, but if he was wearing his clothes, the sandal of Baraglov and his shoes were on his feet, the tabais of Biyadov and his rings were on his fingers on his hands, he was wearing all of them, so now they are certainly considered to be secondary to the person himself. And therefore they are only going to become impure based on the extent of the person's impurity. So the Mishnah says that over here, the teaching of the Posok applies, that Hu Tomimiyod, he himself will become Tome immediately, and Vehain, Tohirin, they'll remain pure, until the person remains there for enough time to eat half a loaf of bread, which is equivalent to the volume of four eggs, half a loaf of bread made out of wheat, not made out of, of barley, 
Wheat can be eaten quicker. May save somebody who is reclining and he's lying down while he's eating, which means that he is totally involved in eating. That's the only thing that he is focused on. And he is thereby able to eat quicker. And as if he is eating it with a dipping or some spices, again, that is something that would make the eating quicker. The point of the Mishnah is that the amount of time that he needs to be there is the amount of time to eat the most minimal and quick meal that could be eaten. As soon as he is in that house for that amount of time, then his clothes will become Tome as well. If somebody was standing inside the house which has Tsaras in it, and he stretches his hand outside of the house, and his rings are on his fingers on his hands, meaning he is wearing the rings, only if he waits there for a long enough time to eat half a loaf of bread, which is considered to be the minimal meal, as mentioned in the previous Mishnah, then would the rings become Tomei. Although the rings themselves are not even inside of the house, since, as we mentioned, the rings are considered to be secondary to the person, anyway, the entire impurity which the rings get is because of the extent of the impurity that the person has, not because the rings entered into the house. So the regular law applies that once the person is there for long enough to eat a, to eat a meal, then the rings will become Tomei. Now, interestingly, if he wasn't wearing the rings, and therefore the rings are not considered to be secondary to him, so I may have thought that they won't become Tomei at all. The truth is that is not the case, and they would become Tomei immediately, because the person's hand is considered to be secondary to the rest of his body, which means that since the person's body is positioned inside of the house, his hand is also considered to be as if it is positioned inside the house. And the same goes for something which is in the palm of his hands, that is also considered to be positioned inside of the house, just like the rest of his body, and therefore it would become Tomei immediately. If he was standing outside of the house, and he stretched his hand inside whilst his rings were on his hands, whilst he was wearing the rings. In this case, the person himself doesn't become Tomei at all, because the majority of his body is outside of the house. The question is, when do the rings become Tomei? Rabbi Yehuda says that they become Tomei immediately, even though the person is wearing them, in this case, the person himself is not becoming Tomei at all, so we don't, he's not in the picture. The rings are the only things that are inside of the house, and therefore we view them in and of themselves, and they would become Tomei immediately. They are only secondary to the person if the person is in the picture and he's becoming Tomei. On the other hand, only once he waits there with his hands stretched out for enough time to eat a half a loaf of bread, only then would he become Tomei, and the Chachom explained their opinion. They said to Yehuda, If in a case where the entire body of the person becomes Tomei, namely when he himself is inside, that which he is wearing only becomes Tomei after he waits enough time to eat a meal. So, in a scenario where his entire body is not becoming Tomei, all the more so in a din, is it not all the more so? That that which he is wearing should not become Tomei until he waits there for enough time to eat half a loaf of bread. How could it be that in a case where he is not impure, the items become Tomei more than when he is impure? This is the Chachom's argument. Tribuhuda's logic is, as we explained, that in a case where the person is not becoming Tomei, it's as if he's not in the picture at all, and therefore we can only view the items in and of themselves.